And we're back for another episode of Rise Up with Mark Mixon, you know, also uh, known as Politics with Cats. <laughs> That's right. Cats and politics. <laughs> cats yes. and politics. That was it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a... Uh, been been fun putting together uh, this second drop of episodes so far. I like that we're getting back into it. Um, you don't have to talk too loud. You're right by the mic. <clears throat> right by the mic. Yeah, thank you for the reminder. I'm. Uh, I should probably turn up my side tone a bit so that I feel like I'm talking loud enough. Yes, that um, would be helpful. Because <laughs> your cats and politics was very whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Blew everything out. All right. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, I'm really excited that uh, I'm going to be a little bit optimistic and pessimistic, really, uh, when I say this, but really excited that we uh, are going to have eight successful episodes in 2023. Uh, Optimistic because that is optimistic about how well this recording is going to go. Pessimistic. Pessimistic because it uh, assumes that this topic will still be relevant (laughs) by the time we drop it. Well, this topic, <laughs> this topic will still be relevant long after we're dead, my friend. <laughs> this topic may also get us canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eating we'll see. done. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, let me do the interwebs. I guess seven stuff. and done because we we got to stop counting the one we're, we're never going to drop. But yeah. Oh right, this is seven, seven episodes, seven successful episodes. Well, this this recording is already not going well. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we. We're a, we're a comedy podcast. We did. There you go. Yeah. Um, I, 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 we need a little comedy before we get into this. Uh, let me do the interwebs stuff. True. Right. Uh, like us if you like our. You know, if you like listening to this uh, sort of stuff, please please like whatever whatever you're listening to on. Subscribe wherever you can subscribe. We've we've got some various internet stuff out there that you all can follow. Uh, it's it's slowly ramping up. I've figuring out TikTok now, the TikTok account. I've oh, actually wow. been using it. I haven't it's posted great. anything on TikTok yet, but but uh I've been reposting some stuff uh, and uh figuring figuring out a new a new uh platform for myself. So uh nice. You know, yeah. So so do that. Support us if you can, if you're in a place where you can. Uh, we we would appreciate it. Yeah, we'll be more active in 2024 with all of those things. For sure. For sure. So, 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 so so today we're going to talk about, uh, about the so-called Israel Palestine conflict, uh, for people Mm. who live, um, either in a cave or just, uh, are so entrenched in, uh, the neoliberal capitalist system that we are all cogs in that you just don't pay attention to what's going on elsewhere in the world. Yeah, you've checked out completely, which right. I think is possible. It is. I, I agree. I, I you think could there... certainly be paying so little attention, you have no real understanding of what's going on. There was that's a, easy a, enough. A line in one of my favorite books uh, between two characters where uh, one character said, well, I don't pay attention to politics. And the second character said, you don't pay attention to politics. That's uh, almost as important as your own heartbeat. To which the first character replied, well, I don't pay attention to that either. <laughs> right. That's not a great example. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, on October 7th of this year, uh, Hamas 
uh, and if you don't know what that is, y'all just need to look it up. We can't explain absolutely everything here, but Hamas <laughs> uh, launched an attack in Hamas. No, <laughs> what is this Hamas? Hummus? I love Hamas. It's delicious. Hummus, yeah, it's a tasty, tasty garbanzo beans. Uh, I don't. Uh, heard a terrible joke over the holidays uh uh, uh what's the what's the difference between garbanzo beans and chickpeas nobody pays for someone to garbanzo bean on them yeah didn't quite didn't quite get it right but <laughs> <laughs> no you got it you got it right enough <laughs> right enough right yeah uh, uh, show. <laughs> all right there you go not that's why we're not on the youtubes yet folks that's right <laughs> So, so uh, Hamas launched an attack into Israel, and Israel responded uh, by declaring October 7th war of this year, October seventh. Uh, uh, I was what was I doing on October seventh? I was participating in the founding convention of Forward Party Washington. Is what I was doing on October seventh. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's great that you're doing something with your life that you would know what you're doing on a specific day like that. I don't. I have no idea what I was doing on the 7th. I'd have to look at the calendar, probably working. <laughs> and at some point sleeping. No, I don't quite remember what day that was, if it was a Saturday or a regular weekday. But I do know it was a very important day in the history of Israel and the history of the world. Yeah, I had uh, sort of turned a corner, turned a corner, uh, I think. And uh, so, yeah, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the response. We're going to talk about... Um, I think yeah. about, about uh, uh, the nation state of Israel sort of writ large. Um, yes. As, as always, I love to start our, our episodes with breaking free of propaganda sort of section. And uh, usually thus far, anyway, I'll probably run out of ways to define words eventually, but usually I've been doing it by like defining some of the words we're going to use. And uh, this time I'm not going to define words but I want to talk briefly about the propaganda framing that we are seeing uh, around Israel, around um, Palestine, because uh, we're really seeing um, the propaganda machine of the establishment is just in full swing. I mean, it usually is when there are wars to be uh caused to come into being and or to support, right? That is desperately important uh, for the military industrial complex and our uh, colonial empire that, that, that they manufacture consent for, for all these wars and for the extraction of wealth that comes with them. So, so whenever there is a war that they either want or that is uh, underway, uh, you really see the propaganda machine pick itself up and just start dumping propaganda into the eyes and ears of the millions who of us who uh, live here in the imperial core. Um, so we often hear that Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. That's, that's why we must support the nation state of Israel, because it's the only democracy in the Middle East. Um, and I want to lead off with that because we've defined democracy a few times, and Israel is not a democracy full stop. They are a representative republic where 
Israelis, not even Israelis, where where Jews have all the power of control. They are a minority in the region, and all laws are firmly to make sure that people of the Jewish religion have all the power. There is, you can be a Palestinian citizen who lives next door to a Jewish Israeli. And I say Palestinian citizen, I mean a citizen of Israel. You can be a Palestinian Israeli uh, who lives next door to a Jewish Israeli, and you will have to live under different laws. There are different rules that apply to you. There's a different standard of health care. You have less freedom of movement, and you have zero vote in the government. And uh, we know that a democracy, the whole concept that came out of uh, uh, the French Revolution, right, was one vote, one person, one vote. Uh, the democracy truly means rule by all the common people. And that is not what is happening in Israel at all. Israel is the definition of an apartheid state. Uh, and, uh, you know, South Africa, those people who lived under apartheid fully recognize it as an apartheid state. Um, and, and to tie into something we'll, we'll mention later, I believe I heard just a day or two ago that South Africa has, uh, 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 that they are charging Israel, that they are bringing forward charges. I'd have to look up to see how that actually happens, but uh, that they are invoking the articles of the Genocide Convention against Israel, and it's about, about time someone did. Uh, and, hey, that's a great segue <laughs> into another piece of framing that we hear coming out of uh, the establishment and the Israeli state about Genocide. Like, what is genocide? You know, uh, Zionists would love you to believe that genocide really has only ever happened against the Jewish people. Um, you know, not not true. Uh, I've heard so many people or seen because uh, I've heard it once or twice in personal conversations, but I've certainly seen it on social media. This claim that it can't be genocide because the population of Palestine just keeps growing. Um, in a in a really depraved depraved framing like because there's been like five wars uh quote wars in in palestine since like 2007 2008 sometime in there when when israel really stepped up their aggression against uh, their palestinian uh citizens and and really stepped up their their colonial settler settler colonialism how do you say that not sure um They call it mowing the mowing the grass, mowing the lawn, mowing like the lawn, mowing the lawn. Yeah, periodically you just got to go in there and murder a bunch of innocent Palestinians so that there don't get to be too many of them. Uh, fucking disgusting, depraved that that people just sort of laugh about that shit. Um, so just because a population continues to grow does not mean there's not a genocide going on. There is an actual. Uh, in 1948, I believe it was, in response to uh, the actions of Germany during World War II, uh, there was a convention held on genocide, the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of Genocide, um, that lists in its articles some very specific things, that this is what constitutes genocide. Um, and 
if you go ahead, I, I encourage, I'm not going to read them out loud here on the podcast, but I encourage anyone who might be listening to go read the Convention on Genocide because Israel was a full signer. They signed on without exception to that convention. And they are absolutely, people in charge in Israel right now are absolutely guilty of the clearest case of genocide that uh, has been seen. We're watching it happen in real time on social media. And uh, so, so it is, it's rough. It's rough out there. Um, and then the other thing, so, so genocide happening, happening real time before our eyes. Israel, not a democracy, an apartheid state. And the last sort of thing I want to really talk about, uh, uh, the framing that we're hearing as Israel's been ramping this shit up, is that, you know, Zion, like if you do not support Zionism, and for those who don't know, Zionism is the concept that the Jewish people need an ethnostate. They need a homeland of their own, whereby they, as a religious people, have control of power. They, that is their argument for an apartheid state, is that we need a homeland. That's what Zionism is. And they want to equate that with Judaism. And I will note that Judaism is a religion. It is a, a, a religion, maybe, and ethnicity, although most of the people who are really supporting Zionism are not ethnic Jews. They are uh, uh, the Ashkenazi people, right? Which means that they're white Europeans who uh, who have uh, emigrated to Israel. You don't have to have any historical or blood ties to the area to be considered a Jew. You just got to convert, right? Like I, you, if, if I converted to Judaism, I could then go claim uh, Israeli citizenship and move there and have a homestead uh, where someone else lived, like just sort of claim their house as my own because I've now converted to Judaism. I, uh, it's, it's rough. So, so Zionism, which was founded in the, I mean, there were, there were, there were proto Zionist movements before uh, Theodore Herzl, uh, but Theodore Herzl was a, uh, Sort of the father of modern Zionism, I guess I would say, right? Uh, wrote some books in the late 1800s about it, uh, uh, and 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 really rallied around, uh, you know, creating a Jewish homeland there in in Palestine. There was uh, other efforts both before and after uh, British British Empire had, I think, the Uganda Plan, where they wanted to uh, create an Israeli homeland in Uganda. The USSR certainly had a plan to uh, create a sort of an Israeli autonomous state uh, in their in their eastern eastern area of the Soviet Union because uh, it was pretty unpopulated at the time. They wanted to bolster the population out there and create themselves a, a buffer between them and and China. Um, there have been others, and the German Empire had one uh, where they wanted to expel all Jews to Northern Africa. There was a uh, something in upstate New York, uh, early 1800s, where uh, uh, the nation of Ararat, I think, was the was the deal, where uh, somewhere in the Niagara, someone wanted to create a, a Jewish homeland. 
up there. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe inspired Joseph Smith and uh, and his his desire for a Mormon Mormon uh, homeland. Um, so there have been there have been efforts to to create a Jewish state uh, uh, before, but but Theodore Herzl was the one who really really is credited with being the father of modern, like creating a plan and a policy set that could really be implemented. Um, and how was it implemented? Right? It was, it was, it was, uh, they marketed it because uh, settler colonialism, you know, relies on manufactured consent, like, like all war does. And we could really probably tie this back, not probably, we could absolutely tie this back to a papal decree in the 1450s, where, uh, you know, the Pope said, said, uh, it is that white Christians are justified and, and should, in fact, go out and conquer, you know, brown Muslim people and uh, take their shit. Um, and, and it is a uh, sort of where Western settler colonialism started, I think is from that papal decree, which I don't remember, but in the 1450s sometime, um, certainly, certainly inspired our manifest destiny, the whole sea to shining sea. We're going to make sure we, 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 we murder all the indigenous people from sea to shining sea and make sure that white Christians have the, uh, have, have, have all the power and all the land. And it's always about land. It's always about land. Land is the, is the item of capital that is the most powerful, the most profitable. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, they wanted the founding of, uh, of a nation state and they wanted to, wanted to, uh, advertise it with a, you know, a, a, a land without people for a people without land. Now, if they were truly looking for a land without people, they might've chosen someplace in Montana where there was really, really, really no people. Uh, but well, uh, apparently one of there was another spot that they were considering the British government in America was considering moving them to Madagascar. Oh, all right. There you go. That would have worked out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, since, since it was the, the, the British empire that was really sponsored a lot of this, right. They were their their police state is what, uh, you know, made sure to keep, keep the natives in line in Palestine and, and, and created the militias that became the IDF, the IOF, uh, don't know why they didn't use their own, uh, their own penal colony country and, uh, and give, give Israel the, the outback. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if we really wanted, Israel, you know, uh, Israel in Australia, baby, <laughs> there you go. That's a um, lot of land. That is a lot of land. And, and there's really not, much of it not usable. <laughs> yeah. 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 Much of but it. That's not, not at all. But you know, yeah, a lot of, of Israel is the same way. They've had to aerate and change a lot of the land there. And I don't know how, I don't know how it will be livable in 50 years. When you look at climate change, uh, estimates kind of where oh. things are headed. You you're are not gonna, that. You're not going to be waking up and breathing there because <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, it's going to be so hot. Your lungs will be on fire. Have to do and That's one of the reasons I think it's so important that the uh, establishment really creates methods to manufacture all this consent because the fact is our current use of resources is going to render huge swaths of uh, the globe uninhabitable 
Oh yeah. And what kind of genocide will that create? There will be billions of people. Climate are... genocide. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, absolutely. Oh, An god. enormous climate yeah. genocide. Yeah. Is there, is a, and it's already you, begun. Oh. But it's gonna get so ugly when there are a billion brown people who are needing to move out of the uninhabitable regions into the into the into the north. That's gonna well we yeah. Our 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 governments will not like that. The establishment will not like that. They will. They, this is like a test case. This is a test case for can we lock them all up and just keep murdering them indiscriminately for a long time? Well, and white people are not going to be um, saved from that either, because I was just uh, seeing a statistic that like a, an enormous amount of white people in America are, are at or below the poverty line. You know, I think it's like 68 or 72 percent, something like that, of people. So it's not like, and, and when and when you have limited resources, most likely you're living in communities that also have limited resources, and so uh, you're going to die too. <laughs> you're, oh yeah. You're, you know, you're living in areas that are going to be more flood uh, prone, more fire prone, more, you know, extreme heat prone. Um, and uh, you know, hell, I live. I probably live in one. You know. Um, Maybe not though. I, I squeezed into a pretty rich community by just buying a cheap house <laughs> across from the mansions. Yeah, I mean, you know, climate where I live is 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 actually noticeably shifting. Like I live in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, you know, summers have gotten warmer and uh, uh, sunnier. I used to joke that the summer didn't start till July fifth, and now often they start in May. One summer starts in much of the rest of the country. Weird. But, with that came, we now have two parts of summer. We've got summer, and then we've got the smoke season. Smoke like, season. Uh, yeah. Fire season. This, this last summer, you know, there was all this shock when uh, you know, see the pictures of New York City that are covered in the in the reddish-orange haze, and uh, lots of the upper Midwest uh, suffered a bunch of smoke. And I think I texted you uh, at the time. Like, yeah, we had it here. Yeah, and like, hey, the last few weeks, it's looked like Seattle in every, every summer the yeah. last decade. Well, I woke up to it and I'm like, oh, this is a Marquez. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, cool. Yeah, but let's let we're, we're diverging. Uh, but obviously, Israel will have that as a massive test in the future that I don't know how they'll pass. They're, they're probably not going to pass that test. Um, but in the meantime, they're doing everything they can to kill all the Palestinians uh, before that is a problem. They sure <laughs> so. are. And it's not, uh, and I don't mean to laugh, but I got to laugh or I'm going to get mad or cry. You know, I'm not trying to be glib about it. Well, and, and uh, so let's, let's circle back to how they founded their, their nation state, right? That whole, uh, uh, land without people for a people without land. There were people there. There were millions and millions of people there, right? There was, that was, that was the Nakba. That was where they came and they, uh, the, the catastrophe and they ejected and murdered and raped and, and just whole scale slaughter of millions. Well, not slaughter of millions, but the ejection of, of millions of people. And they, they depopulated, depopulated the area that they wanted to, to, uh, settle in. Right. Uh, yeah. There's a recent documentary that was made and I'll have to do a little deep diving to see what it was called, but I, I saw a couple of excerpts from it. And um, it was these old guys being interviewed, uh, admitting to what they did or what they saw being done and how uh, some of them saw some brutal acts of rape and torture and violence. Um, and they were being done by former uh, 
captors in the Holocaust or people that survived the Holocaust. And, and it kind of really breaks my spirit. You know, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of things that shock me. I don't have a lot of things that make me go, Oh, wow. I can't, I didn't realize that, you know, like <laughs> I've had a lot of that already happen to me, but when that happened, I just went, when I, when I learned that truth, it was just like, Oh yeah. The thing I often wondered, how is this not possible that a people could be brutalized and beaten down and almost completely annihilated the way that the Jews were for out of Europe and not turn evil out of their response to that. You know, like it's not, it's a totally human response to become a monster after being treated in a monstrous way. Um, and so I think I've, I, all of this has been a surprise only in the sense of how people really just don't know the, the reality of, of the facts of life and the things that have happened before they were around, or even when they were around, they just weren't paying attention. And some things, you know, like this it directly happens to people every day of their lives. And there are people being bombed to death by Israel right now. And, um, most of us have no, you know, it doesn't, there's no effect. I even heard a guy who lives in one of the occupied territories in the West bank in one of the Israeli settlements. And I heard a guy on, on YouTube talking about how, you know, just a few miles away, you know, this brutal killing is going on and they don't know. I mean, there's nothing, that, there's no indication off in the distance. There's nothing that they see or hear there. You know, it's just, it could be happening on another planet. And, um, and I think I've just been, my biggest realization for me is that this has been a 75 year or so, give or take a few years, um, slow moving genocide of, instead of like how the Nazis did it to the Jews, which was to, you know, basically do it over about a 10 year period, you know, slowly work their way to eradicating them. Uh, it, it took the Jews a lot longer in Israel to wipe out Palestinians, but f from all indications, their, their media, their news media there, it, all of the people are saying, yeah, it's time. Let's just kill these people. They're in our way. You know, they, they're, they've, all, they've decided that it's our death or their death. So fine, let's kill them. You know, like, <laughs> and meanwhile, American media is going, well, maybe there's a way that, you know, once they're done getting Hamas, it'll, they'll back off. It's like, no, they're, they are completely just wiping Gaza out. And the other thing I want to say too, again, while I'm on my soapbox, right? <laughs> this, this is your show and I try to yeah. talk more, but um, I, I made a few notes, which is that like early on, I knew this was a fucked situation because I kept hearing that this was their 9-11 and their Pearl Harbor all wrapped up yeah. into one attack, Fuck which that. is, yeah. this is scary kind of lingo when people are using other people's historic attacks on other nations to say, this was our version of that. What the fuck does that even mean? And then, um, and then they said, and then it was the worst day since the Holocaust. I thought, well, the Holocaust wasn't a day. And like, what do you mean the word? Like, how can you equate one day of brutality to, the years and the millions of people lost in the Holocaust. And then 
then Netanyahu started uh, quoting scripture and claiming that the righteous destruction of the monsters responsible for the rape, torture, and slaughter of over a thousand people, including forty or more decapitated babies, like that. That this was this was the righteous response on their part to go in and start killing these civilians, <laughs> and that they were now at war with these people. And I thought, well, wait a minute. You go to war. Countries go to war with each other, right? Right. Like Gaza is not a country. Nope. Like, and Hamas is not an army. <laughs> and so nope. this would be more like if the Crips went into Bel Air and started killing people, <laughs> and then the entire American army decided to go to war with South Central LA. Like that. That's that's what's going on. This isn't. This is a country going to war with itself. And the Palestinian people are Israelis. They, like, I don't, I don't get how people don't understand that we are watching an entire section of people in their own country brutally murder a whole other section of people in their country, and they're not, and and somehow they've they've convinced the world that they're not the same, like civilian population that they're not of the same country. <laughs> like, yeah, it's been. Like, what shocking and horrific and not and uh, you know i would equate it even so one of the justifications they are all given like oh well but hamas is hiding in under the hospital they're hiding in the school they're using human shields as justification for murdering civilians like i had this actual discussion with a person that i work with where where he just said well but it's hamas's fault all these civilian deaths cuz they're hiding there and i was like really so tell me if there was an active shooter in your city who then came and hid in a random house in your neighborhood, right. are you telling me that you then would support the police murdering you, your family, and everyone else in your neighborhood, burning down the hospital, bombing your kid's school on the hopes of finding and killing that active shooter? Is it, is it, is it then the active shooter's fault that the police murdered your family, murdered your friends, murdered everyone in your neighborhood, killed everyone in the school? Is that the active shooter's fault or is it the fucking well, cops who did it? And and the, it sounds like Israel is using some advanced AI to identify targets of Hamas, which they, they used to get maybe 10, 15 targets, you know, I guess in a month or something. And now they're getting them like, like 100 some a day. And they're like, you know, oh, because the cousin of somebody's cousin who's was in Hamas could now be a target simply because AI decided, well, you know, you have a connection and, and like these, these uh, uh, ways of using the software is completely brand new. They don't know how it's failing them. And so, you know, it'll only come out later how they many don't. innocent people were just completely killed. And, you know, yes, thank, I hate to say it this way, but thankfully three people were innocently killed and they were Israelis. And then it made everybody stop for a moment and go, Wait a minute! Are you shooting people who are just coming at you with white flags? You just you're just mowing yes. people down. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. That is, and I want to go back to you know their their nine eleven horseshit because a lot of that the fourteen hundred people. I mean, they've had to step back the number of dead time and time again. And uh, I think the last estimate I saw was now it's maybe seven hundred seven hundred fifty people who died. Yep, but. But and, they, and some of the people at the concert were shot by their Israeli helicopters. So we don't know how many people were actually killed by their forces and not actually by Hamas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's credible accusations that that the 
the attack on the music festival was Israel. Full, full, and and when the UN has asked to investigate stuff, Israel has refused to turn over any evidence and has just called the UN inspectors uh, anti-Semites uh, and and refused. Um, of the names they've released of the people dead, like seventy-five percent are Colonel this, Captain that. They're all they're all Israeli military personnel. And while I don't think it's ever good to wage war on a civilian population, uh, I would. Uh, at least at some point in my life, I heard that as the definition of terrorism, like an asymmetrical warfare against a civilian population for political purposes. Uh, if if what Hamas is attacking is, in fact, soldiers, well, that's actually justified under international law. They are an occupied people, and occupied people are uh, justified in using force to seek their liberation. Uh, well, we can stop for a moment, too, and remind our audience that, you know, almost immediately after this brutal attack, and yes, it was brutal for the things that happened, okay? Because any warfare-like or or some type of brutal act like that, there's going to be rape, there's going to be killing, there's going to be acts that I do not condone and would never do. I've never gone to war, and I never plan to, right? Like, only in some extreme would I take up arms. You know, but we, we need to remind people that the evidence came out almost immediately that they knew this attack was going to happen. They knew it in, a year in advance. I, I think people should be extremely suspicious of any government that knows about an attack and does nothing to stop it. And then later says, well, it's just incompetence on our part for why we didn't stop it. Meanwhile, more and more things seem to be adding up that not only did they not stop it, but most likely they tried to take advantage of it. And then who knows how dark you can go down the path of, well, what did they do to make it look as brutal as they needed it to? And they are, we already have had paramedics that have been on in video going, oh yeah, I witnessed, I witnessed the brutalization of Hamas. And then it's like, well, wait a minute, you were there? Oh, wait, no, you weren't there. Oh, wait, no, everything you're saying is a lie. Yeah, no, there's so, so much lying going. I just, at this point, like, and every accusation made and by the Israeli state. They fund Hamas. Sorry, that was the one thing. My brain's not firing very well today. They funded Hamas for most of the creation of Hamas. Oh, yeah. No, so they... it would be like, you know, and in some ways we did do this. <laughs> like, the parallels between this and our country are actually very sad but extremely relevant because Israel is a mini version of us. They're mm -hmm. just, we're in real time witnessing what America did here, except America didn't have the firepower of today, but now we're seeing what it would have, you know, what we would have done to the native Americans if we had tanks and, and bombs. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Wholesale we're, we're slaughter of, of the indigenous people. So we could steal their land, wholesale slaughter, lies, yeah. propaganda. And, and I keep hearing, actually, some people on the Israeli defense side of this actually go there. Like, well, you guys did it. You can't come on. It's just like, oh, my God. Like, that's not the lesson of America. Like, you do know. Okay, hold on. I just want to point this out to any Israeli person or any pro-Israeli person that might be listening to this. If you don't know the Nazis used our treatment of the native americans as a template for what they then did to the jews in the holocaust like like you you literally are now saying that 
you have the right to do what we did. But that's exactly what the Nazis argument was about killing all of you. They are actively using actually a lot of Nazi arguments. I've heard, well, why won't other Arab countries take the Palestinians? Yep. That one's a classic. Hitler asked the same question. Well, why won't other Europeans take these Jews? That's that's why we have to have this final solution. We just got to kill them all. That's what the fucking Israelis are saying. We just got to kill them all. They're they've ramped up. Yeah, you know, like you said, it was a slow genocide. And I think I say it started with a huge peak and then it dropped down as uh, you know people lost uh, favor and then they you know had, did have a slow as they had to build generations of propaganda until they could get their entire population behind this wholesale genocide now and i've seen people saying the only reason we shouldn't nuke them is because the the cloud will will impact us as well uh they they uh every every accusation the israeli state the terrorist state of israel is using right now uh the 40 dead babies the the use of rape as a weapon of war uh, systematic rape as a weapon like these are these are admissions of guilt these are the things they are actively doing we and they oh and act- one one fighter admitted that they were using rape as a tool for for fear oh so they, now it's just everything must be true that's just it it's well it's well documented though that israel uses such a thing well, yeah, it's, documented. well it's also well documented that in all of war there is rape I I cannot tell you why, but for some reason, it is a feature, not a bug in what human beings do to each other when they go to war. You can't dehumanize a group of people. You can't dehumanize your neighbors and not then treat them like they're not human. Like, that's just how that goes. But like, yes. Or them have, you mean them treat you like you're not human? Is that that what you mean? Like, you can't dehumanize people and then have them not dehumanize you. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying you can't rally your people by dehumanizing your quote enemy and then not treat them as less than human when you get in there. Like if if the whole goal is, hey, we need to go kill a bunch of people. We do that by dehumanizing that section of the population. And so then when we go in there to kill them all, we will also not kill them like cleanly. We won't follow the rules of war. We will just go in there and treat them as if they are not human beings and don't have sisters and brothers and children and families that love them and, and, and are as deserving of respect and, and life as you are like, that's just, yeah, you can't. So, so yes, even though atrocities happen in every war, which is why we should be so careful never to engage in war. And I would support something like, all military action has to go to a vote of the people. And if you vote in favor of that military action, your yes vote is also signing up for combat. And yeah, I was happy vote- to see Tim Kaine upset with the Biden administration for going around Congress for the second time to fund Israel. Right. Um, I don't understand. Like, I don't, I'm not supportive of any Republican or Democrat administration bypassing Congress and their responsibilities. I don't, I'm not for I, that, but I want to, I still, I got to, I got to step back to the whole rape issue because that's the most sure. recent thing I've been hearing of propaganda. Like, but you support, yeah, you've <laughs> got to condemn what, what they're doing, but there's no talk about condemning because Israel has been using rape as a systematic tool. 
I mean, they use it and, you know, they, they kidnap people, kidnap civilians, put them in holding and detention, and torture, beat, and rape For them. months. And, and just routinely. And, and it is well documented. So were there rapes that happened when Hamas attacked? I'm sure there were. I have the, Israel's provided no actual proof, but I'm sure there were. But what and we condemn do, that. And we condemn that. Absolutely. Yeah. We condemn all acts of violence and we condemn war. Wholeheartedly. All war against all people. Absolutely. Um, it's about the propaganda, though. It's about like you've got to condemn what that side does and ignore the fact that we are actively like they committed a rape. Therefore, you must ignore the systematic use of rape that we are doing. Right. We found a dead baby after, after the Hamas attack. Therefore, you must ignore the fact that we have a soldier, an Israeli soldier on film, bragging about how he and his, his uh, buddies were rampaging through neighborhoods looking for babies to kill and upset and laughing that he couldn't find any more babies. They've killed all the babies. He did find a 12-year-old girl to kill, but he was not able to find more babies. Like every... Every accusation the terrorist state of Israel is making right now is an admission of guilt. Full stop. They recently, uh, a sniper recently shot a bunch of people in a church, in a Christian yep. church. Killing, killing them. Yeah. yeah. And not only are there Christians that live in Gaza, there are also Jews that live in Gaza. Because there were Palestinian Jews before the state of Israel was created. Oh, yeah. And some of those people were pushed out because they didn't get along with the concept of Zionism. I would say that, you know, and, and that before the Nakba, before the founding of the nation state of Israel as an apartheid nation, historic Palestine was one of the most ethnically and religiously diverse areas in the world, where there were Christians and Muslims and Jews all living side by side in relative peace. Uh, But but they needed an ethno state to be safe, which is, you know, again, lies and propaganda. And another thing that, you know, their their generations of dehumanizing Palestine, uh, the Palestinian people has resulted in that we're not hearing about a whole lot is the settlers that are, you know, in the area that is still recognized as Palestine and not uh, not that are just the, forcibly taking the land. Not only forcibly taking land, we have we have rampaging lynch mobs at this point. You're like the settlers yeah. have all been given weapons, and you can find if you look for them video after video of of crowds of uh, Israeli settlers surrounding and taunting and threatening Palestinians who who live there. Right, like there there's the it's not just the Israeli occupation forces that are committing these atrocities at this point. The, the, the settlers are out there just murdering their neighbors because they do not consider them human beings. And they are just, they are, they are ready. They are calling for the wholesale murder of millions of children because at this point, like Gaza's population, I think is 60% is under 18 because, you know, they need to mow the lawn so frequently and kill so many. Like if you are under 30 in, in, in the Gaza Strip, and the majority of people in the Gaza Strip are under 30. You've seen a half dozen wars, 
wars where Israel is going to come in and murder your parents and your neighbors and your and your your family and uh, and as you noted, when people are treated brutally and oppressed, they will react like these. The reason, one of the reasons Israel is giving for having to murder everyone is because, well, these people are going to grow up to be Hamas, and you're, you're fucking guaranteeing that they're going to grow up to avenge their families. You have, you're right, you are. You're, you're, you're spending decades murdering everyone they know. How would you not have them grow up to try to avenge their families? This was not really where this episode was uh, supposed to go. But <laughs> <laughs> really, I thought this is exactly well, where the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I had like, I don't know. I, I made a little bit of an outline of things we were, you know, that I wanted to sort of cover, but they were just ideas. I think this is all a great. I, uh, I've actually sort of appreciated thus far that uh, it's not all been 100% me talking. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think in this particular topic, it's, it's important. You know, some episodes are more driven by you for sure. I mean, the show's got your name in the title, but I, uh, as your producer, I'm, I can't stay silent on this particular topic. Um, but part of the um, uh, purpose of the show is to have kind of a back and forth and to, to communicate ideas with one another. And it would be wrong for me to kind of sit and be more of a spectator on this one. Um, I need to give some uh, opinion. Um, and, you know, we don't really have an audience yet and we don't really have anybody out there listening to us, but anybody that crossed this episode or anybody that is listening to us now, understand that um, this has been my opinion for most of my life. I have been a strong advocate for human rights and for people being treated with dignity and respect. And I have come to my own terms in, in the course of my life of, uh, of becoming a pacifist, becoming a person that doesn't believe in war. And it took me a long time. I used to think there was a, at least some exception to the rule always. Um, but at this point, I think just the act of being prepared to do it leads you down a road where eventually you will, and you will, um, and, 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 and what Israel is doing now is, is something that it just, it rips my soul apart. This concept that a people of their history could turn and now in a present and, and in the near future be doing the things that they're doing. Um, and that they cannot take a moment to see what they have become. Because listen, yeah. it's not, it's not about saying, Oh, look, Jews bad, right? It's about saying, look, humans bad, humans bad. I don't care about your beliefs in this context. I don't give a shit that you're Jewish. I care that you're a human being fucking killing an entire group of other human beings because you've decided that because some people in their community think you should die, then, oh my God, let's just kill all of you. All right, well, newsflash, most of humanity, there's somewhere in the world that somebody doesn't like you. Does that give you the right to go there and fucking kill them all? I mean, I, I guess America has made it their point of doing just that. And, and, and as an, as a people, I think this is the come up, the comeuppance. We all know, like what happened on 9-11? We were all sitting there going, Oh my God, we got attacked. Why did we, did we get attacked? But deep down, we knew we deserved it a little bit. We knew as a fucking country that there'd been some bad shit we've been doing for a while everywhere else in the world. 
And finally, something had come to affect us. And, and that is the big problem of being so separate from the rest of the world. We have this kind of cushion because we, like Orwell, <laughs> we have these like forever wars everywhere else. What was that? Yeah. He said it's hard to get here. It's hard for people to respond and, and attack us at home, right? Exactly. And, and now as an American, like I understand that, do I deserve to fucking die because of the things that my country has done? I don't think so. I don't want to die. I, no. But if somebody came here tomorrow and blew something up and I was next to it and I died, right? Then their reason for doing it was because of all the meddling and all the bullshit and all the horrible things we've done to their family and their loved ones in another part of the world. I, I'm an American citizen. Mm -hmm. I paid taxes and I sat by and let that happen. So now Israel is in a similar situation and they're going, well, you guys did it. We have been trying to make amends and atone for our bad behavior for the last decade. And, and, and it's taking more time, but America knows that we've done evil. That doesn't give anyone else the right to do evil too. This is always the biggest nightmare. If we are setting the standard of the world and saying, look, everybody should follow our example, but then we're nightmare assholes to the rest of the world, then we don't have any ground to stand on when someone else turns and becomes just like us. And we go, hey, hey, stop being horrible. We don't have any reason to say that. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 because you're right. And and frankly, like this justification of why Israel is justified, uh, the the excuse of why they're justified in killing all the civilians uh, is absolutely could be used against all of us. Like the, the, the argument, especially because we, in theory, are a democracy or a representative uh, government, like the, these wars that we are committing, the extraction of, of wealth from the imperial periphery, the, the, the whole scale death and destruction that we have been waging all across the world for our entire lifetimes is done in our names. It's, it is like we, you know, the president is just yeah. the first among the civilians. So, so philosophically, do you deserve to die for all the things we're doing? Do I deserve to die? I mean, if you are looking at from, from the viewpoint of the people who we are engaged in destroying their nations and their countries and their, their, their families and their friends and their, then yeah, because this is all being done in our name and we, are we stopping it? Are we stopping the government that we, uh, uh, that is doing this? We're not. In fact, we're electing them. We're, we're going to elect, uh, uh, the Democrats certainly want you to reelect uh, Genocide Joe, you know, because we can't let Trump be in office. Therefore, like if you vote for Joe, you are voting for this genocide and therefore you are responsible. You're responsible for the blood of all the hundreds of thousands of millions of people that we have in killed over the last few decades on your hands. You're the one. You could have voted for someone else. You chose to vote for the warmongering Democrats. You chose to vote for the saber-rattling. You chose to vote for this genocide and this proxy war and this expanded police state. That's That was your choice, everyone who votes for the establishment. I got to say, you, 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 you riled me up a little bit. You, uh, you, you said a thing, you know, that, you, that you've become a pacifist. And it's a thing I struggle with because I am... 
not philosophically a pacifist. I still struggle with, is there times where, like I, I indicated, I think, in this episode, like, hey, these are, these are an occupied people. They are justified in using force to seek their liberation. Um, and I know that, uh, as I've also said in this episode, I know that, uh, that in order to rally people to murder their, their neighbors, you need to dehumanize those neighbors and that atrocities happen once you begin engaging in violence. And it's not a circle that I've been able to square. It is a, a cognitive dissonance inside my head. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, I consider myself an organizer and a lot of organizing tradition in this country actually sprung from, from the Quaker community, which is a very expressly nonviolent group. Um, uh, uh, you know, Martin Luther King, the, the whole civil rights movement, um, expressly a nonviolent movement. And it's a thing I've always struggled with a bit because I sort of feel like sometimes in my soul, uh, if people keep fucking attacking us, like I'm not convinced that bullies will go away if you just keep turning the other cheek, so to speak. Um, on the other hand, I agree with with uh, that whole nonviolence movement concept that what is really going to, uh, uh, I don't remember what, who said it uh, during, during the civil rights movement, but like allowing, uh, it was the, the March in Selma perhaps, like, like allowing the world to see the brutality being inflicted upon the people is what sort of rallied the nation against the uh, uh, the, the 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 police and and against the local apartheid that we were engaged in um, before the civil rights movement. Still, still legitimately engaged in. Um, and I wanted to talk. I wanted to 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 ping on that thing you said about being a pacifist because I respect it enormously. Um, and it's a thing I struggle with. And I think on our next episode, if I can, uh, I'm going to bring in a friend of mine for an interview because we haven't done an interview since interview two. And that was one of the original uh, sort of ideas behind this podcast was like, let's interview people who are doing the real work. Um, yeah. Uh, and so uh, bring in a, a, a guy who who is also very expressly like a Gandhian uh, pacifist and 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 uh, a friend of mine who, you know, I sort of have, have, we've had long discussions, he and I, and I don't want to, you know, we'll, we'll get there next episode, but, but uh, it's a thing I struggle with. It's a thing I respect. It's a thing I'm not 100% sure, you know, in my own heart, like how, how to justify these two conflicting beliefs slash desires in, in my head, because I, I sometimes feel like, you know, if, if, if the people who are waging violence against us had to face that violence, maybe they would fucking stop. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I think, I think at the end of the day, I don't even know how I can maybe word this because first of all, I want to say that I am a human being and I can say that I'm a pacifist. That doesn't mean that if you murder my family, I'm not going to come and fucking brutally kill you in response. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> 
You know, like I haven't had anything horrible happen to me like that. So I can't tell you that my response would still be pacifism. But I strive for pacifism. And now that I'm older, whereas when I was younger, I would have said, no, no, there are people that deserve to die. There are people that deserve to be stopped through force. Uh, that Hitler was one of them, for example, you know, that we probably had no other way around. Because, you know, you go back and look at the history of Hitler. There were a lot of opportunities that people signed treaties and tried to to get the man to stop. And it, he just used that to bide more time, to build more forces, to take more of what he wanted. So, you know, at some point you do reach a, a degree of um, of buildup for war that now all you can do is just go to war. And, you know, to stop, to stop the, the bad people. Now, whole other thing about bad people, Nazis have become extremely vilified within pop culture. And I'm not saying not rightly so. I mean, it's, it's an awful <laughs> fucking shit, you know, but at the end of the day, it turns out that, the, that, again, it's not a bug. It's a feature of human nature and kind of what we're capable of doing to one another and that Nazis were not uh, unique. Um, and so, uh, but, but just to say about my pacifism, it is a new, newer found feeling of saying that in hindsight of, of other than maybe World War II, maybe that's about the only war I can really point to that was, that had a reason to, to do it. Um, I can't think of any other conflict that was, that was worth it in my lifetime or before. And I, and ultimately it's a little bit like the situation with, with Hamas and Israel now. So you want to punish the people for responsible, not you, but the people that are doing all this want to um, punish the people who are responsible for October 7th. How much you want to bet the people who are responsible for October 7th are dead? I suspect most of them are. I think uh, I, I, I seem to recall even reading a thing like most of those people recorded like, like directly responsible. Yeah. The yeah, people yeah, that were no. doing it that day. Yeah. Yeah. The people who actually did the invasion. Yeah. Like the, the, you know, and, and yeah, no, I, I recall reading something like most of them like were recording goodbye messages to their family. Cause they right. knew full well going in this that they were not coming back. Right. They were martyrs. Was, yeah. Yeah. For uh, martyrs for their cause. Yeah. So, so that my point is uh, of that, of bringing that up is that, uh, so who are you punishing then? Who are you, who are you going after now? You know, like the, e even the people that are Hamas, uh, it, like, even if you're higher up in the leadership, like what, what good is it to possibly kill a million people just to get 30,000 Hamas? Yes. And Meanwhile, in looking directly at something like, you know, what we did, is Al-Qaeda gone? You know, nope. is, is the Taliban gone? The, the, these are concepts. You don't kill concepts. They, they right. are like weeds in the ground. And, and, um, and I think, you know, for me, if I personally can't think of anything that war achieves in a positive then what is the point of war? And then it trickles down to, well, then what act of violence is appropriate? Even death penalty. I mean, my, my brain has really shifted a lot over the years on this because it has to be more than just about enacting a, a response of, of either brutality or a response to brutality uh, to an individual. 
because that individual is not the collective of the community, you know, right. and, and you can't say, oh, well, this Texas man murdered my daughter. So I'm going to kill every Texas person that I ever meet. <laughs> like, I just like, that's that uh, the, the violence to me, I was more of a Malcolm X supporter growing up. I mean, I was not around when he was actually alive, but when researching and learning about his, what he believed in, I would have supported X more than King. But now I kind of love where they both ended up. And I think that that's the true lesson that I think they, they both understand that, yeah, eventually you do need to punch a bully in the mouth or you need to stand up with some degree of physical force. But we're talking now at a level of nukes and bombing people and, and doing things that are such cats and politics or such a yeah, brutal, brutal response to things. It's kind of like when when we used to joke when we were in theater together, like, you know, oh well, you know, if you uh, if you egg my house, I'll uh, I'll blow up your car, you know, <laughs> like like it's just like you know, like I don't mess around with this. I just you know, I I push the escalation, <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna burn your house down. Wait, but I live there. Sorry. <laughs> right. Just the just the fact that there are people openly talking about nuking a civilian population. And by the yeah. way, the hostages are still there. <laughs> like, right. just, but they don't care. It's don't, just all it's all about acquiring the land. And it's all about and and yeah, yeah you know, objectively. That's, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go you objectively. <laughs> objectively, you're right. When you're trying to go to war with concepts, you can't win. You can't kill the concept. The best you can do is create a bunch of atrocities and drive people underground so it can fester and come back to bite you later. It's just not, you can't. Yeah. I think the best, I think truly where I'm not a pacifist is in defense. I think you're allowed to be defensive. That's what I believe about martial arts. It's not an offensive thing. It's a defensive thing. It's I'm going to protect myself. I think that the, the best thing you can say about an army is that it's there for protecting you. It's not supposed to be something that's offensive. Mm. And, um, and since we use our, our armies in that way, I can't be for war anymore. I can't be, I can be for going against an unstoppable force. That's that's if we don't do something about it, then we're all going to die. Like, okay, oh shit. You know? Um, but how, how often has that actually happened? Well, I mean, Most I mean, of the time we're result, just supporting, you know, empire. And they, they make the argument then because that's what most people can support. That's how they manufacture. That's what they make the art. We got to stop. Got to, got to fight Putin over there. I mean, hey, we can't right. appease him. We got to stop him now or else we're going to, he's going to expand and we're going to have to fight him everywhere. We got to, got to kill all the Palestinians because they want to kill all of us. And so the only defense we've got is make sure we murder all of them. It's not, uh, it's not legit. It's not justified. And we've got um, this big ability to, to go way out, right. And look at it from a very, very long lens. And it's, it's called the freaking planet. <laughs> like we have pictures of it. We know we're here together. We we have a greater understanding than any time in the in the human history of how we share the space that we have with one another. And you know, if we could really achieve anything in our lifetime, it's to demilitarize and step down all of this. Like I think we thought we won that as a people 
in like you know when some of the nuclear treaties and some of the other things started happening in the 70s but like quietly the military industrial complex won and has just been gearing up for another world war and right now you can just see like every day they're going oh yeah we're going to go to war with iran next year and then like you can see that like there's all these things like every other day oh yeah now they bombed us oh now we're going over there and hitting them oh now it's going to be this and like you said, it's like we're being pulled around by Genocide Joe. Did you yeah. say Genocide Joe? <laughs> I did say Genocide Joe, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that rings. It's, uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, and Russia was just attacked with the stuff that was provided by America and NATO. And, of course, Russia said rightly that they blame us for that. And pretty soon we'll just be at war with them. And it's like... Uh, th- when you qu- when you learn about what the military industrial complex actually says behind closed doors, they think that it's inevitable that we all have to go to war with each other so we can just settle this once and for all. Oh, so yeah, they're not just they're not trying to stop it from happening. You just <laughs> you just, just trying just to make sure that we I don't have a tinfoil hat here to put on to make the prediction. <laughs> That's and, okay. Uh, most I'll, of my I'll predictions digitally about this. Put it on. Good, good. Most of my predictions about this shit don't come true, but uh, I just had a... That would actually be good. I'll do like a ding, and it'll just be like a tinfoil <laughs> hat. You know? uh, and, and, then, and then I'm going to try to wrap us a bit, because it's... it's a, yeah, it's I know. I know for a fact that we... Because we've had several conversations on this topic, personally, that we've not been recording. So I know we, no. can, that we, we can make this a three-hour episode easy. Um, uh, I have... You, you, you said a thing... And I'm suddenly picturing 2024 is going to give us a black swan event. It's going to give us a, 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 an attack that, you know, could not be, could not be predicted um, because you were talking Ooh. about, about nukes. Uh, so, so it would not surprise me if we wouldn't have some Russian terrorists detonate a nuclear device on us soil uh, uh, here in 2024 to make sure that uh, we got to, go to war with Putin, fight him over there and to distract people from, from all the current support we're giving to uh, other wars around the world. Uh, make sure that, uh, yeah, that, that, that we, that we let Joe finish the job, the job of genocide that he's currently engaged in. Um, well, we are flirting with a, I think like a seven front war uh, in Israel. We are flirting with a war with Russia and we're flirting with a war with China. And uh, Russia and China are allies. So actually, if you go to war with one of them, you're at war with the other. You might. You uh, might with BRICS. Uh, I, I think BRICS is still an economic and not a defense uh, group. But but you're right. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I, you know, I think the Democrats really want to focus. Like, there, there's a difference between the GOP and the Democrats is that the GOP wants to engage in economic warfare with china to make sure that that, because currently china is unlike the dying u.s empire china is actually growing and building and creating better lives for their citizens whereas the u.s is not creating better lives for our citizens we are not growing we are dying Uh, so so the democrats want to engage in actual warfare with other Western nations. They, they don't want to do actual warfare with China because we'll fucking lose that. Like they could just throw bodies at us forever. But, uh, uh, you know, the Republicans want economic warfare as opposed to the, the hard war that Democrats really seem to be. So have such a hard on for, um, I, uh, okay. I'll put, I'll put a tinfoil hat on real quick and say that, uh, never forget 
that after World War II, after World War II, we were more interested in bringing Nazis over here than Jews. Yes, we were. Absolutely. Yep. We are we are definitely a pro-Nazi uh, government in general. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I am more and more convinced that the Nazis took everything over and we just don't know. We just because it's called something else, you know, it's just the mentor or the the, the protege of, of somebody from the some, you know, it's, it's two or three people deep now kind of a thing. Right. Hate to sound like Donald Trump, but the deep state, you know, just this concept <laughs> of like these people that have somehow been embedded within our system and then cultivated more people like them. Like I was hearing this thing, Whitney Webb, uh, an interesting person that's always talking about kind of the dangers of, of America. Um, she was saying that uh, Kissinger had a, a person that he left all of his like plans and money and everything to, and that they had some concept of like tapping everybody into AI and basically turning us into these like, you know, autonomous things that just sit there all day and, you know, or have our VR headsets on. And I thought to myself, what, what is the point of being that even almost sounds comic book evil. Like, what is yeah. the point of being that evil when you die? Like, you die. Like, you, di- you don't, unless, there's, unless these people somehow are downloading their, their consciousness into something and then uploading it into something else, like, doesn't life end for them to? And so what, what is the, why do they have this long game to control everything forever when they can't even be here forever? I don't understand it. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a psychopathy, like, I don't know. They just, they just don't care. That's a uh, full, full stop. They just don't care. Well, and the, their, right. their, their plans are just, you know, so diabolical. It's like, and they are, it's like they, they grew up wanting to be, it's like people who grew up watching bond movies going, I want to be just like that bond villain. It's <laughs> like, the, it's like, it's the danger of like capitalism. That. Like what, when you, when you have a system that normalizes, that rewards people who are willing yes. to do anything to get ahead, that that is what you generate is people who don't care what harm they create. They will do anything to get ahead. And there's research that shows that once you have a lot of money, once you have a lot of capital, once you have a lot, you begin to decrease in empathy. You begin to not believe that other people are as worthy as you. Like you just don't care about other people. What you care about is you. It's, it's one of the, again, as you've said a few times in this episode, it's, it's not a flaw. It's not a bug. It's, it's a feature. That is the feature of capitalism is that it makes you care about your neighbors less. We all need to be more like people less. We all need to be more like Keanu Reeves. The man got famous and yet is still humble enough to give gifts and help people out and ride commercial. And he was just outside of a concert or a a club venue for like an after party for a movie he just wrapped on and nobody recognized it was him. So he stood in the rain for 20 minutes waiting to get in (laughs) and he didn't, he didn't say anything to anybody like seems like a pretty humble dude, but that is rare. (laughs) People that end up with that kind of fame and wealth, they don't end up wonderful people. They don't, especially if they're they born into it. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start wrapping us now with our call to action. I don't know okay. that I really did the, really did the other section about, you know, trying to find hope. But <laughs> Yeah. And I never brought up the fact that I think Bill Maher needs to be called out for his relationship with Netanyahu, but I, yeah. at least I got to say it, you know, there you people go. should look yeah. in, people should look into that more. 
I mean, that's that's why I said that this didn't go where I expected it to go because I just had we had lots of bullet points we wanted to cover and we only only got through about half of them in our discussion because this could have been a three hour episode easy. Might um, have to do a part two. Might have to do a part two. Not yeah, not maybe, maybe even the next one. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so here's my call to action, though, for anyone who I might be listening. It's my call to action for you personally. My call to action for me personally because I've not been as good about this as I should be. You know. You have to be organizing, have to be organizing around this issue. If you don't believe this is right, if you don't believe we should be supporting the genocide of a people for the extraction of land, then you got to do things. Participate in actions. Get out on the streets. Marches often feel like they do nothing, and they, they often do very little, but very little is better than ignoring the fucking problem participate in participate in protests if you are willing to do more direct actions if you're willing to go disrupt our the people who are in power at their dinner or go to their homes sit in their offices and lay down and be arrested then please do so participate in a boycott like there are lists circulating of companies and products that are making money uh, for Israel and off of the Palestinian people because we could talk about the whole how Palestinians are their labor force and et cetera. Like, so participate in those boycotts. Call your reps every day. Call your congressperson, call your senator. Make sure you the phone calls actually are have far more weight than than writing a letter or just, you know, they, they figure if you care enough to call, they, they equate that with about 25 people. Every one person who calls, there must be 25 other people who feel the same way and didn't do so. So call them every day and express your anger, tweet at these assholes, uh, uh, and, and then follow through, refuse to vote for anyone who's taking money from APAC, refuse to vote for anyone who is not calling for a ceasefire, who has voted against uh, uh, motions, who's voted in favor of these stupid ass laws they're passing that equate anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism. If you look up someone who voted for that, and I got to tell you, it's everyone who's in office. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe one Sad. or two people. But but if, if you're not Rashida Tlaib or or this one Republican, like vote against them. Oh, but Trump, fuck off. Vote against them. If you're not going to vote against them, they're going to keep doing it. They they believe that if you vote for them, that you are supporting what they're doing. We talked about, do you deserve to die for what we're doing across the world? If you vote for the people who are doing this shit, then yeah, we do. So don't do it. Don't vote for them. All right. That's your call to action. That's my call to action. Uh, if you value our stuff again you know join us on patreon once we get that thing up and running like like subscribe share join the conversation um adam thank you man i really uh, appreciate you spending some time talking with me today yeah same and, here uh, and uh we'll see y'all next time yeah see you next time everybody some answers a little bit of truth some answers a little bit of truth